As a coach, I run into people every single day, and I'm always fascinated with human behavior. And I want to share with you this statement that continues to ring through my head that Wayne Dyer often would say, and you would see on quotes, often with his work in spiritual development, human development, bringing a more joyful life to your life. So that's the first tip. Look up Dr. Wayne Dyer and read his stuff. It is all about this really good stuff that I call magic because it's available and accessible to any and all. There's no cost. There's no risk. Give it a try and see what happens. So here we go. Of all the quotes, this is my favorite. When you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. So that's Dr. Wayne Dyer. I get often asked, how, but how, Tracy, how do I do it? I get it. I get the philosophy of that statement, but how? So the best way for me to tell you how to do something, even if you're still skeptical, in fact, if you're skeptical, that's great because you're, you're, that's your, 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 your stubbornness saying it didn't work for me before, or it's just something in you that's saying no, but you're still listening. So there's something also inside you that's saying, hmm, maybe there's something to it. Or maybe I'm so frustrated that I've hit the rock bottom and I'm, I'm tired of being tired and I'm willing to try anything. Maybe that's it. Maybe any of those things are true. Well, let's just pretend they are for a moment. And let me give you examples of my own life that will help you and inspire you because I gave up on a lot of things in life. And I just decided that wasn't going to be my gift that I have. Yet I love to do those things. And I'll start with two things in school I used to do as a young adult. I would doodle. So I'd be in all the classes, whatever class the, the, that the, the, uh, the teacher was teaching, math or any class, doesn't matter, I guess except gym because you were, you were not in the classroom setting. But whenever I was at a desk sitting down, I would always have a pen and paper or pencil at least and paper and I would doodle and I would just scribble. <clears throat> and when the teacher came around or walked near me, I would stop and flip the paper over. Why? Because I knew it was not acceptable. Why? Because I heard other kids get scolded for it. Why? Maybe because somewhere along the way, someone told me to stop doing that. Yet I loved to do it. And it was just a, a form of artistic expression. It was just a something to do other than listen to a topic from a teacher. I didn't, it didn't, resonate with me. I didn't care about whatever it is they were teaching. Let's say geometry, right? I didn't get it. And you see back then we didn't know that kids, well, at least I didn't know that kids myself, uh, I was a tactile learner. So unless you gave me some kind of a sculpture or some something to do with my hands, I wasn't going to learn the content of what the teacher was talking about. It doesn't matter you know, the only teacher I ever learned from was the art teacher who let us play with stuff with our hands, the gym teacher when I was able to get up and physically do things, and the science teacher because she was just a crazy nut. She used to run around the room, literally run around the room and pretend she was a neutron or a protron or something like that. She understood and got the fact that we were all falling asleep, and so she would 
physically run around and become a an actor and she would act out these things she was trying to tell us so i thought that was just just insanely crazily wonderful and i learned when she would talk we all have our own ways of learning but we all all also have our own ways of expressing ourselves and we have gifts and unfortunately when we start to illustrate or start to come out of our shell and start to maybe draw or physically you start going to do something like ride a bike or you learn something from scratch and you start to really like it unfortunately sometimes that what happens is we fail we fall down and then the bad part about that is that we give up and we maybe we just give up we just say oh i'm never going to ride a bike again or i'm never going to draw again because i had a bad experience or i failed and this is me telling you now as a grown adult this is what we're talking about now because i want to invite you to change the way you look at things so the things you look at will change but for the better so here are my three examples the first one of course was drawing so drawing doodling on the side of a piece of paper was just my form of, uh, of expression. It's something I like to do, because if I didn't, I wouldn't keep doing it, right? I then later learned how to make car cartoon characters and self-taught myself how to make landscapes. Then I did self-portraits of just watching people, which was brilliant, actually, because I would look at the teacher and she would think, or he would think I was listening to them. Meanwhile, I was actually drawing them. So I decided that I was still gonna do what I what I like to do, but just in creative different ways so that I could kind of get away with it, which is kind of crazy because then as an adult, I had, I struggled with becoming an artist because of course that is what I wanted to do. I was self-taught and uh, the art industry wanted to support artists that were, you know, classically trained and trained with, you know, had initials behind their name. And I was stubborn. I didn't want to do that. So I stuck to my guns and I said, I'm going to continue to be a self-trained artist. And I did do just that. So I would invite you to feel a little bit defiant when you think about what you did somewhere a long time ago and someone said no or you failed by falling off the bike and you never got back on that bike i want you to find that little defiant piece of you or that stubborn piece of you and says i'm going to do it anyway i'm going to go ahead and do it anyway because these are the things that are going to make you feel slightly uncomfortable and it's in that slight uncomfortable place learning something new is that slight uncomfortable place doing something against the grain is this place i'm talking about doing something that everyone else in your life says don't or laughs at you that is the slightly uncomfortable place had i not gone into this place i would have not written a book and that has been one of my accomplishments in life because it was the hardest thing I ever did. And it was also something that I failed at. In fact, grade nine English failed. Grade 10 English failed. Grade 11 English failed. And it wasn't until I got to grade 11 that the teacher just said, well, you're passing everything else. I'm not gonna stop you here, but your, your grammar is atrocious. I don't know how you got to where you got, uh, anyway, he didn't say that because obviously I was okay in every other English, um, sorry, 
every other subject but English. It's just because I was not being taught and I was not engaging in the the whole idea of this of vocabulary. It just was or English and and pronouns and grammar and all that stuff. It was I'm a storyteller. So guess what? Here I am doing podcasts, storytelling. It's a form of writing. It's a form of literacy. Yet I failed grade nine, grade 10, and grade 11. English, all of those subjects. I remember saying, you have run-on sentences. Exactly. Run-on sentences might not be uh, accepted in the grammar world, but guess what? You can become a rapper, a great rapper. You can become a podcaster because nobody's analyzing my grammar. I do this freestyle. I start by doing, hey, you're going to get mistakes along the way, but you're going to get a powerful message. And a powerful message to me outweighs any day of the week, grammar and perfect, everything looking perfect with periods and commas and all that stuff. It was a struggle writing a book, I'll tell you that. But it was something that I did. Had I, had I not gotten into that uncomfortable zone, that's what I want to invite you to do. I want you to look back in your past and look to see what did you do. And it might be tough because often what we do with these things that we've we've um, failed at or given up is we suppress them, right? We push them way down inside our body. We push them way back in our mind and we almost pretend it never happened. We don't want to think or talk about it. But really, if you can be honest for a moment and embrace this statement that Wayne Dyer has, and change the way you look at things because then those things you look at will change and they'll change into a different energy and a, mo and a forward moving momentum that will get you some in a different place than you are right now. So here you are. This is my example of my own life, <clears throat> excuse me, examples to help you Look for those gold, those treasures that you have within your past and see what you can do with them. And please send me feedback. I love to hear all of the things that you guys are doing because it's the, uh, it's the Mina. I'm going to, Mina, I got to tell, I got to tell my audience about you, girl. Mina is one of my clients from a long time ago that had a hidden secret dream about horses. And now she is thriving on a farm, rehabilitating horses, offering therapeutic sessions to people through the magic of bonding with with horses and it's just an incredible beautiful thing so there I had to do a shout out for Mina so that's what can happen when you uncover one of those treasures that you have dig that you've left down way down 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 find it and see what happens let me know and I'll support you and I'll be your first fan maybe you'll do a podcast I'll be your first listener take care and have a great day this is Tracy with anchor.fm